Hello and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 366 for patch 7.3. We are a podcast about the world of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. This is Freckleface. And this is Root. Coming up in this episode, all of our BlizzCon reactions, feelings, thoughts, and ideas. So hey there, Freckleface. Hey there, Root. What's been going on with you in the Blizzard universe? Right now, I'm working on my shaman, and I really want that shaman class mount. Ah, uh, you saw that last night. Yeah, That's why. it looks really cool. That's the tornado-looking element thing. Yeah, you're yeah. riding the water element. Yeah, uh, that requires uh, the broken shore stuff, though. And if it wasn't for the class mount, I wouldn't need to do that content at all. I would just skip it and go to Argus. Right. Yeah. So I'm uh, kind of backtracking a little bit. And going through the Broken Shore. You finding that any easier? Or did it scale with you? It's it's scaling with me a bit. And I still have very low gear. Um, my pants have not been replaced. They're still heirloom pants. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, auction so, house is a thing? Yeah, I, just... I don't want to spend gold on it. All right. Yeah, it's just weird. I have some pieces that are, you know, 880. And then I still have my heirloom pants. She looks very mismatched. I, yeah, I can see yeah. that. It's a very deconstructed look. Don't no, I can't <laughs> say that word. <laughs> you make Gordon Ramsay uh, mad every time you say that word. Been playing Hearthstone really regularly, getting those quests done. Um, had taken a break from Hots for a little while, but came back for the uh, Hallows End. And our little group hasn't played together in a while. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, but I just decided just to log in um, at least every day or every other day, just get some quests done, work on the Hallow's End, which will probably be over soon. But I was able to get you know, a couple things from it. But I feel like in general I've just been kind of putzing around. No real serious goals, but just enjoying myself. How about you? Uh, you know, you just summed up me right there. Putzing around. I've been putzing around in all the games and just not really, no no real big goal in mind right now. That's not always a bad thing. No. So for the, the Halloween thing for uh, for HOTS, I got, I guess we got, we, everybody got a loot box or something. And I got a, I got a free character. Cool. Some healer dude. And since that's what I play, I played some HOTS. But I played Lily. <laughs> I did not play the new healer, dude. I played my my Lily because you I play like, him eventually. Yeah, I might because I I mean I I'm really enjoy I enjoy hots. I really do enjoy hots. I just need to find the time to work that into a regular rotation. One of the hardest things that I deal with is I feel like if I'm playing any other game except World of Warcraft, that I'm losing out on advancing the story in World of Warcraft. Ah, fear of missing out. But right now, there's no advancement of the story in the World of Warcraft right at this point in time. Soon, when 7.3.5 drops, then yeah, there's going to be some more advancement in the storyline. Yeah. Well, with Hots, you do get a bonus when you have your first win of the day. Well, okay. So even if you just want to play a little bit, it's better to play every day and just play one game. Okay, I'll start. Like I can do that. 20 minutes a day. Yeah, I can do that. I did spend a whole nother year and not getting the Headless Horseman mount. I'm sorry. No, you're not. I am sorry. You have that mount. That doesn't mean I can't be sorry you don't. You rode that mount into the instance when we did it <laughs> just to show everybody no, else that you no. had that mount. And you're like, oh, no, it's random. You know how I know you're lying? How? You get summoned in that instance. You don't ride into it. 
And once you're no, in there, you can't summon your mount. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. You're in the dungeon. You can. You were outside at that point in time. You can ride your mount to the headless horseman. I do it all the time, and so did you. Okay, well, I didn't realize that, and I did not have my headless horseman mount out. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I, I was just going along to help you. I was providing moral support. I'm telling you, you did it. And you're like, look at my mount. No, and I'm like, no, lies. <laughs> We were somewhere, though, and you did have the mount out. And I'm like, wait a minute. You've got the head loose. No, no. I remember what it was now. I apologize. Okay. <laughs> I was looking up your mounts on some website that you can look up all your mounts on, which I think is a new- um, Oh, you're stalking me. No. It's some- I think it's a new um, Blizzard feature, and you can look up what everybody else has and stalk them. And and I saw that you had it in there. And I'm like, wait a minute. She's got- but, and then I, Yeah, I, said it, I never said it didn't have yeah. it. <laughs> But the, I did see people who did ride the mounts in there uh, a okay, couple times. But nice. like you said, it's for toys and candy and everything else right, that you right. go in there for, uh, for that. And gear, if you're on a low-level character. Uh, you know what? I took Fruit in there, who's level 100. Uh, no, he's 110? He, no, he's level 100 because he was in his garrison. And I, <laughs> and I had to get him from his garrison. See, here, here's the thing. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start moving some characters in here for more of a chance to get uh, the, the mount. You had to be level 100 in order for the epic loot pumpkin head thing to drop. So I was like, all right, let me go back and get some of my level 100 characters and and run this. So I got Fruit, and I actually started him on his uh, Order of Hall campaign, and I stopped at a certain point because with Brutal, my level 100 monk, uh, Pandaren monk, I started him on it, and that he is in the middle of his... Order Hall Quest, like the scenario, and I can't win it yet because I have no idea what I'm doing. And so I can't get him out of that to queue up because I don't. it wouldn't let me. Oh. So Frutal, Frutal, <laughs> that's going to be my next one, Frugal. That's going to be, yeah. Wait, frugal or Frutal? Frutal. Frutal. It's kind of like Frugal, but not. Right. Oh, yeah. Fruit, is, <laughs> he's about to start his. He's like sitting there by Dadgar about to start his, his quest. And uh, I held off because I didn't want to get him stuck in there. But now I can go back and do that. And then you and I had the uh, the chance to finally, again, after a couple of weeks, uh, spend the night with our hordy friends and run some dungeons for one of our horde buddies who needed some dungeons done. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was like two and a half hours. No, no it one and a half. It was an hour and a half. Hour we and a half. Five dungeons, an hour and a half. It just felt like two and a half hours <laughs> of running dungeons. <laughs> it was fun, though. It was good times, and he needed those dungeons done. That's part of what our group does. If somebody needs something, they say, hey, I need this, and everybody else chips in and takes cares of it because that's going to turn, and at one point in time, we or you or I or one of us is going to need something, and we're going to get it from that group. And that's been our week in the Blizzard Universe. Well, Bert, we just got back from BlizzCon 2017. We did. Oh, yes, we did. Very exciting. Yeah. It's our third BlizzCon in person. Yeah, in a row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say it's our fifth watching. I think the, the two before that, we got the virtual ticket. Yeah, two before that, we got the virtual ticket. And I think before that, I think I still did it. I don't remember if I got the virtual ticket before that or not. I remember early, early on in my uh, WoW career thinking that it was a waste of money. Like, why would people go do this and spend the money on this when they can just get all the information like that same day from the websites. Well, I think them adding in-game goodies was 
a later edition. Yeah, and I think that's what brought me in right. to the original ticket. It's like, because, oh, there's these unique items I can't yeah. get any other point in time. And then I was thinking, why would I spend the extra money on the hotel, on the food, on the lodging? And then, like, all of our friends who go to BlizzCon were like, you just need to go. It's something that cannot be explained. And then we went, and we realized, they're right. <laughs> you can't yeah. you can't explain uh, being surrounded by tens of thousands of other people who feel the same way you do about these products. But we did a little more than just BlizzCon. We did Con Before the Storm. Con Before the Storm, for those of you who uh, don't know, is a con that happens on Thursday night right before BlizzCon. It is put on by the uh, people who create things around the, the Blizzard community, podcasters, streamers. Artists. Artists. Uh, trinketers. Is that it? Makers, like you could say. Yeah. Uh, people who make jewelry and artwork and, and clothing and bandanas. This is everything. And, Freck, you and I spend the better part of about six to eight months helping plan Con Before the Storm, having countless meetings and decisions, and and we're not even doing the high-level stuff. We're just doing the people-level stuff. But it's a lot of talk and a lot of moving, you know, pushing that, that boulder up the hill to get things done. You were on a panel this year. You were on the podcasting panel. Yeah, podcasting Q&A. And that was cool. You were there with a lot of really good uh, podcasters. Answered a lot of questions from people in the audience. You had a question asked directly to you about what it's like to uh, to podcast with the other person in the room. <laughs> I forgot it, to mention, I only see half your face when we're recording. I know, I'm like yeah. hidden behind we the had microphone. We this big microphone pop guard that's taking up your face. So it's like so I, a, well, you know what, we didn't used to have them, but then you kept throwing things at me, so I got this just to hide behind, really. <laughs> well, sometimes you provoke me. I, well... If I throw something at you, you deserve it. Yeah, uh, that's true, too. got to maintain that. So Hawkeye asked you that question, and he found me later on at night and asked me that very same question. And what was your answer? What was the pros and cons about being in the same room with somebody else while you were podcasting? Uh, My feeling was the pros of it is that I can articulate and give you visual cues and nuances about a conversation and body language that you couldn't otherwise pick up on a camera. To help uh, spur along the conversation and keep the the conversation moving forward. And I said the con about it was that you were within arm's re- reach of me and could reach over and, and hit me at any time or throw stuff. I did not mention that on the panel. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not a con to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> well, the con is that we both have to be here at the same time. Yeah. And it makes it does. Difficult. Yeah, it, it, it can make scheduling difficult from time to time. So I get that. So my original uh, deal with Combat for the Storm is I was going to be wrangling up all the talent to make sure they were in place for their next panels. So we had uh, what about five, five or six, or maybe seven different panels yeah. throughout the night. And my original goal or job was to make sure everybody was in the right place at the right time, so the panels kicked off smoothly and everything else. During the Calm Before the Storm setup, which, by the way, if you don't know, Calm Before the Storm starts at 5 p.m. and goes to midnight. Setup for Calm Before the Storm starts at 10 a.m. that Thursday. So we're setting up from 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. So it's a very long setup. And in the process, uh, I said, well, I'll, I'll make sure that when the, uh, the audio guys get here that the audio is set up properly. And they went, great, that's you. You go do that. I said, Fantastic. So I go into the room where all the panels, or the you know the multitude of the panels were, and uh, the guy setting up all the audio. And it's getting pretty much towards the end of the setup, and he goes, "By the way, who's running your soundboard?" 
and Roe is standing right beside me, and I'm like, nah, I have no idea. Seraphis was there as well. And they both kind of blank looked at everybody, and then everybody kind of blank looked at me, and they went, you're running it. And I went, okay, I am running a soundboard tonight. Mind you, I was also going to be running a fireside gathering the entire night, just, you know, a couple, maybe 20 feet away, or maybe longer, 100 feet away. Next room over, in a big area, big gathering, big open area. And I was going to be running that fireside gathering, and I figured at the time I could handle the fireside gathering and handle, you know, corralling all the talent because that's easy. You corral the talent, you get them where they're supposed to go. Now they're on their panel for an hour. I can go back to the fireside gathering and make sure everything's going on great there. You can't really do that when you're running a soundboard. It's kind of difficult to leave because you have to constantly adjust for people who are making adjustments to themselves. That sounded weird, but I'm going to leave it in. So... (laughs) The problem we have with the soundboard is there were two different types of microphones. They were the microphones that most people were used to using as a podcaster. And those were on the opposite ends of the table. And then the four microphones in the middle of the table, four or five of them where they were, they were podium-type microphones. The way the podium microphones are designed, they're designed not to be as close as you and I normally get when we're podcasting to a microphone, which is you get right up on it. They're designed to be a couple of feet away, up to a foot, maybe a foot and a half away, and they're very sensitive. It's very difficult in three minutes to tell a podcaster who's going about to be uh, doing a panel, don't get up on the microphone, because their entire career, they've been getting up on a microphone. And so to tell them to stay away from it is difficult, because naturally they're all going to get up on the microphone. None of them having headsets and none of them being able to hear themselves, it was a constant battle with those particular center microphones. In fact, some people just gave up using them and shared some of the corner microphones because that's what they were used to, and I was fine with that. I didn't care. But it was a constant battle for that. And still having to run the fireside gathering, which we had about 150, 200 people go through that fireside gathering, which was fantastic. A lot of people got their Nimsy, which is why we were wanting to do that. And as it turns out, we were a Blizzard's guinea pig. Because they weren't quite sure how it was going to work. Because for this fireside gathering, I don't know if you knew this or not, they changed the regulations and rule sets for how fireside gatherings worked. You didn't even have to be on the Wi-Fi. You didn't even have to see the Wi-Fi. The only thing I did in my setup was was uh, IP geo IP location. No Wi-Fi so whatsoever. They just had to be near you. They had to be in the Hilton. They could have been anywhere in that Hilton and been fine. We're pretty sure people were like downstairs, upstairs. It didn't really matter where they were in the Hilton. They did not have to be in that room. But luckily enough, we had a gentleman named Scott Bites, who is a phenomenal innkeeper for fireside gatherings. He is probably the rock star when it comes to uh, innkeepers. He's also local there, and so he was there to actually run the fireside. At the very last minute, I was kind of talking in our innkeepers uh, discord about how I was a little bit nervous running this because it's you know a lot on the line he's like oh do you want some help because I just live down the road and I can I can come out and I was, well, I I said, well, with help what do you mean I'm like how much help and he goes well you just want me to run the whole thing I'm like yeah, yes I do yeah I do want you to run the whole thing and so he did so even before I knew that I was going to be running the fire not running the fireside gathering rather uh, Scott was going to be doing it, but I still figured I would help wrangle and help see what's going on, and that was just going to alleviate some of the pressure from me. But now that I'm not, and now I'm running a soundboard, it was wonderful to know that I had him in there uh, running the Fireside Gathering. Now, we did run into some problems towards the end of the evening. We had Blizzard right there, which was awesome. 
We had the community manager and some other people from Team 5 who were there. And the best part of that whole night for me, and I know this is a little, I don't know what the word is, it's not sadistic, but when I talked to the community manager and I made him aware of the issues we were having, he said, yep, I'm seeing it. This is a known issue and I'm trying to get it resolved. And then I followed up with him a few minutes later and he's like, well, I I can't get a hold of anybody. Nobody's answering emails and nobody's answering the phone. And I said, so you're having a problem with a fireside gathering and you can't get a hold of anybody to help you. Now you know how we feel sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was like, take that with you. I said, I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to be a jerk or anything. So take that feeling with you because that's how we feel a lot of times when we're in a fireside gathering and things just fall apart and we can't get the help that we need to get things back on track. So that was cool that we did that. The artwork was amazing. And they're actually one a piece. Okay, you got a really cute druid piece. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know what? When I when I went through and I I, I you know because I was able to bid on some pieces or not bid mm-hmm. on them but just submit the ones I wanted to win, I chose like one or two that were like root, you know, like oh yeah. This is, yeah, 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 and like all the rest. I, I think I chose like six or ten, whatever it was. All the rest were like cute, and I figured you would like the cute ones, and then I want a cute druid. <laughs> it's like a, a, a like a kitty cat version of the the druid artifact mount or order hall mount rather. Right. Uh, chasing a butterfly, hmm. but <laughs> uh, but it's going to go up in the studio walls here probably soon. We need to get to a little bit of that that gummy sticky stuff to put it on the up on the wall. I don't want to put a nail through it. No, I don't want that. Yeah, but Come for the Storm is an amazing event. You get to socialize with a lot of people, see a lot of people in the community, meet new friends, reconnect with the people you met the years past. It's really cool. Now, Friday was the first day of the actual con. We sat in the main stage for the opening ceremony last year. Uh, second row. Yeah, second row. Middle of the stage. Premium seating. What we discovered last year was that, okay, the main stage is really cool. And we were there last year when they did the whole, the lights out and the glitching. Yeah, and it was Sombra. Was it Sombra? Yeah, that's, it was Sombra. that's how they announced, yeah, the new Overwatch hero. It's really neat. But what we really wanted to go to last year after the opening ceremonies was to the Darkmoon Fair. And getting from that main stage to the Darkmoon Fair within that 15-minute window meant we did not have a seat for that event that we wanted to go to. Yeah, we missed out. We uh, we were going to go to a voice actor panel, and yeah. by the time we got there, it there was, was no full seat. up. Yeah, we were just, so we just stood and watched. So we decided this year we'll just go straight to the Darkmoon Fair. We'll just sit there. We'll just watch on the screen. And as it turned out, they had the opening ceremonies live from three different stages, which meant that everybody was watching a screen for two-thirds of the time anyway. Yep. So I think it was really fun. So where we sat at was we we wanted to go to this. Here's the Storm Community Gauntlet. People from the audience will go up against uh, the Blizzard developers, uh, testing your hot trivia knowledge and agility and stuff like that. I'm like, that sounds really cool. I want to see that. So we were there in the front row. Before the opening ceremony started. And lo and behold, when you go up to get coffee. Nitro coffee, by the way, which is really good. You should get some next time you're at BlizzCon. Someone from Blizzard comes up to me and sits back and he's like, hey, you here for the community gauntlet? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, do you want to be in it? What? Yeah. So uh asked a few questions, you know, to see what all was involved in. And I don't normally like doing that type of stuff. But that's why I'm I'm an introvert. Yes. But the introvert podcaster, <laughs> freckle phase. I, I said, you know what? I can't miss this opportunity. This is going to be on the stream. When will I ever get the chance to do this again? So I just said yes. I just went for it. 
I ended up missing the uh, the cinematic that they were doing for the Warcraft expansion. Because right when it was going on, he came up to me again. And he's like, oh, you need to come over here and fill out some paperwork. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. I, I was very, uh, what is it, drawn in by the... Uh, right. I don't, I don't even think I remember you leaving. <laughs> and, and that's the weird thing. Like the, the, Those type of things, they are pulling from the audience. But I, I know now why it feels like the contestants are picked ahead of time. Is because you have to fill out this really long uh, release thing, you know, and you have to put name, full address, sign, initial, like it, it's it's a long process. Mm. So they can't just go up in there and say, okay, we need volunteers. Okay, now we're going to be on the volunteers to sign the paperwork. No, they have yeah. to do all that beforehand. Yep. So I was off the side doing that, and when the game show started, I was really cool. There's three teams. We ended up being the girl team. There's two of the girls with me, and then our celebrity teammate um, was Nicole Dupain from Heroes of Fitness. Now, let me ask you a question. When you all, when you all got back there, did they go, okay, we have enough for a girl team? Or do you think that was like pre-selected, like we need four girls? I'm not sure because they were kind of putting us in order like when we came up to sign the paperwork. And then I heard them going, okay, you're on team two, uh, contestant one, you're on team two, contestant two. And since there was three, I felt if they were trying to, um, if they're trying to organize the teams, it would have made more sense to make each team one girl and two guys, instead of two guy teams, one girl team. Yeah. Like I thought there was two teams. I'm like, oh, we're the girl team, and there's a guy team, and then there's two other guy teams. So right. maybe it's just random. Okay. Well, I doubt it. I don't think it was. Random. I don't know, but either it was planned to have the all girl team and two guy teams, or they went, "Hey, we have enough for, and let's change it." Yeah, maybe so. Um, but it's pretty cool. There's there's three rounds. I think I did okay. You did. Yeah, you got an right. answer correct. Yes. Um, and I disagreed with a lot of the answers. Basically, you weren't really going up against devs. You're going up against the questions devs had previously answered. Yeah. So, yeah, and each team had a celebrity teammate that would, you know, theoretically know more about HOTS than the other two. So that was the poll. It was nerve-wracking, I have to say, being up there. There's a lot of lights in your face. And someone's always ushering you from one side to the other, like yeah. telling you where to stand. Okay, we're in a little stay headset. Here, get ready going, to Come go. over here. Come yeah. over here. Stay yeah, yeah, right yeah. here. Okay, stay. Yeah. Oh, the very first thing they told us, they said, okay, we don't. it's not that we think you're going to do this, but if you say anything political or anything controversial, we will get you off that stage right <laughs> the there. The big old hook comes out. <laughs> yeah. Like the gong show hook. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So that was interesting. Yeah, the cool part about that, uh, other than you being in it, of course, is that the uh, the grand prize that somebody was going to win was a brand new gaming computer from Corsair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the guy, basically, it, it came down to the final team who had the most points. The contestants from that team then spun a big wheel, and the closest to get to the number one on that big wheel, so the lowest possible score, uh, would win. And so the first guy gets up there and he spins. I was like a twenty. And they're like, "Okay, you stand over here." And like the Price is Right type thing. Yeah, that last yeah, thing. Yeah. You know? uh, the second guy comes up. He spins. He hits a one and like wigs out. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, stand over here because we're not done yet. Right. Because right. this guy could spin a one and then we do another spin off. So you never know. And the next guy spins, and it goes and it goes and rounds coming the one. And it goes by, and the guy lands like on a 30 or something. And so the guy won a huge brand-new computer. So it actually wasn't a big computer. It was cool. Small, well, it was form, small form factor, like a triangle-like looking thing. But that, I mean, that is really cool. 
But how do you get that home? I guess you got to go mail it back to yourself, or no? I think some of the prizes they weren't giving them directly. I think they were just mailing to. Oh, them. okay, that'd be yeah. smart too. Yeah, just yeah. Here's your voucher. Let us know type thing. Here's your prize code or whatever. Well, no, they were like they took down our address just to sign the consent form. Yeah, and I think for the prizes they were just taking people's names and addresses and they would just get it in the mail later. Cool, but you got a lot of stuff for just participating. Yeah, I did. We were we tied for second place. Um, I got the certificate that said third place but it didn't matter so i so i got a certificate that said um five uh, loot boxes and here's a storm um i got a signed poster by the devs i got some signed headshots <laughs> by, ah. the, by the host of the game show that was pretty cool they're they're very over the top 80s cheesy yeah i uh, framed them when you were gone and put yeah. them up on our walls they're yeah it was awesome. hilarious they were <laughs> when they were giving them out they're like these are supposed to be a joke you don't have to take these it's like, no, I am taking these headshots. Yeah, because like every time that when we're talking about the prize pack, they're like, and our signed headshots. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so like, they... no, we have to have that. I also got some um, cards, which are pretty cool. They they give you a code for a hero and a skin to go with that hero. Oh, very cool. Yeah, you so probably got a good have handful of those. Uh, I haven't looked and see and seen which ones I have or don't, but I've been. I was kind of giving them out to my friends. You know, hey, I have all these. You know, pick one. I still have some left though. That whole process was really cool. I, I really enjoyed the entire thing. I didn't agree with some of the answers, but that's okay. Eh, yeah. It's all for fun, and you guys, everybody up there looked like they had a, a really good fun time. Yeah. It is on the stream. It, it is the Friday 12-15 event. Uh, here's the Storm Community Gauntlet. You can watch that in the virtual ticket. Yeah, and just a... And, uh, a I'm the redhead. Yeah, and a precursor. She's got jokes. Yeah, she. I mean, that was like I could nominate you for dad joke on that one. That was really good. I I enjoyed it. I might have been the catalyst who went who let, let out the loud groan. And uh, so we'll see. I appreciate that. Uh, well, after that event was over, we headed over to the next stage to go to the um the Blizzard Social. What's next? Yeah, kind of like Channel. the Battle.net application that they have. Yeah. Uh, the launcher and the the phone app. Yeah, and there wasn't a lot of people there, so uh, you and I actually both ended up asking a question on that. Yeah, I kind of at first I felt bad for him because there was like nobody asking questions, so it's like, all right, let's let's go ask a question. Yeah. So, and then that kind of opened up the not the floodgates per se, but it did ask more people did come up and ask some questions yeah. after we had asked. And I got a chance to ask what you know idea that I'd had, which was we have these profiles now, we have these icons that you can pick. Like I I picked uh, a Taranda portrait. For my Battle.net icon. And what I had been wanting to see was icons that you can unlock. Let's say through achievements in different games. Oh, yeah. And it becomes like a collection. Like you get a really cool achievement in Hearthstone. And you get something in Hearthstone. But you also get something that you can show off in the Battle.net app. That's a fantastic idea because Blizzard still has control over what is seen within the app. Right, For your icon. But that could unlock a lot of things because you could get like uh, the... The portrait borders and whatever they call yeah. it. You can, you can, I mean, it's a whole thing there. Let me give you an example. Like, let's say you play Hearthstone and you get Legend. Yes. Like, that that takes a lot of work. <laughs> okay. Takes a lot of skill, takes a lot of work, takes a lot of uh, know-how. So I want my Legend So you want to show that off. Yeah, yeah Typically, absolutely. you can't show that off unless you're in a game with somebody. But if that was me and I worked that, that hard for it, I would want something that anybody anywhere could see. Like, if I go and I add someone on my friends list... As soon as I add them in or friends, I can see, like, whoa, they've hit legend. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. 
Or if uh, if they're already on your friends list and they change their portrait, and the next time you, you log in and look at your friends list and you see them there, you go, oh, they got legend, sweet. Yeah, yeah. So I asked them that. They seemed they seemed open to it. They didn't shut it down. No, they didn't. That's a great idea. So yeah. I've planted the seed. You planted the seed. I will take credit if it becomes a feature. Absolutely. You actually <laughs> uh, you planted two seeds, technically. Yeah. Because the question I asked was one of your questions. Oh. <laughs> so I asked them if we w- would be able to change the default sound in the Battle.net. Oh, yeah app to on the phone there's like hey i work on it it's fine yeah I, yeah i kind of get brushed away on that one but we know it's happening but you know that's that's an important issue you know they, they yeah they release this app without something that i consider to be a basic feature right because if you have like a particular theme of sounds on your phone which a lot of people do and then you have something that's not part of that theme it, yeah. it, you know it breaks your phone immersion or it whatever does, you want to yeah. call it oh no just for me like i i like my notifications to be all the same you know, I like my chat apps to have all the similar sound. Uh, mine have different ones, so I know which chat app is being notified. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my notifications also don't have any, you know? Like, oh, some, yeah, a lot of mine don't as well. Like well, my like, emails. Like it's, like it's silent. Like yes. I, I like seeing when I get an email. I don't want that to interrupt me if I'm not looking at my phone. Yeah, I get no notifications on emails. I just, if I want to know what's an email, I go look at email. Oh, okay. But like uh, any type of instant message, whether it be a text or Hangouts or whatever, uh, each of those has a different sound uh, to it. So I know if if I'm not by my phone and it's not you know and it's audible, I know what it is. But they're still within the same genre, if you will. Uh, so I don't have something. They're, they're pingy. They're very yeah. they're, they're high pitched and pingy because I have an easier time hearing that. And when you get something that is not that, then I'm either going to miss it, not pay attention to it, or be annoyed by it. So we'll hopefully get those changed soon. Yeah. So that was Friday. And then um, I don't remember what else we did the rest of the day Friday. Did we just kind of stay up there in the Darkman Fair, see some Hearthstone? Yeah, we watched some Hearthstone. We walked around. Um, we walked through the tavern a couple times. Yeah. It was just we stayed on that kind of corner uh, for the day. And kind of absorb stuff going on in there. I know you did some pin trading. I did, yeah. Oh, th- uh, that was the uh, Voices of the Women of Warcraft oh, panel. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed in that for the very same reasons that everybody else has gone into on yeah. forums, so we don't need to cover that. That's fine. Well, I will say that, so the hostess of that segment, I don't think she's used to doing stuff that's streamed. No, and, and scripted and... and- yeah. Not in her control. We have been to her panel two years prior. Yes. And she normally um, organizes when they do. Um, those voice actors studio, they usually have some sort of skit. And those skits can get kind of raunchy. Yes. And, and They're up on YouTube if you want to go see them. Yeah, which is why they're on the stream. Now they decided to stream everything. I just think it, it didn't quite translate. No, everything was different. So I'll go into a little bit about it, even though I just said I wouldn't. But the, I'll go into one feature that I noticed immediately was going to be different. In years past, they never had tables. The tables were for autographs only, and they brought them up after the the, the session was done. Oh, that's true. They were just sitting in chairs. They were sitting in chairs along yeah. the back of the stage. Right. And in the front of the stage, they had microphones. And when they would do the introductions, they had a wireless mic they would pass around. And then when they got up to interact with the audience and do their characters, they had stand-up microphones on on, on microphone stands right. that they would talk into. Right. So as soon as I saw that, I'm like, this is just a panel. This is not what they've done in the past. And it was – they tried to, like, they, you know, they tried to bring the people around and say, you know, get into your pose. What do you do? What yeah. you, you physically acted out. But, yeah, it, just, yeah. it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. Um 
so I, I do want to say it was it it was better when it was not when it wasn't streamed. Yes. I mean, she gave us all T-shirts last year that said Blizzard voiceover guild. Yep. It was really neat. It felt like this kind of exclusive club yep. of people who went to the voice actors panel because you were doing something that you were missing out on. You know, the uh, major events on the main stage. You were making a choice to go to this event, and you're part of a club of, of other people that are making the choice. If you're watching on the stream, there's no choice to be made because you can see that anytime. Right. So it felt less exclusive. And I think she personally like plays into that. Like this is my family, this is my little tribe, these are my these yeah. are my small group of people that I really love. And then when she was doing a broader audience, it didn't translate as well. All right, it's Friday night, we went to the, the convert to raid party. Yeah, the yeah, C T R party. Uh that was fantastic. Uh, which it is every year. Yeah, I got my <laughs> face painted. You did get a little Hearthstone on it. Yeah. That was cool. We took some pictures in the photo booth. Took pictures in the photo booth. Uh, we got a lot of selfies with a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I've I've made it a point for a couple years now to uh, to get a photo with, with Carter, Scott Johnson's son, a.k.a. Ah, the town crier. The town crier. <laughs> and um, it, I don't know. It's it's fun for me, and I think probably fun for him, but it's fun for me to make a big deal out of the town crier. So, yeah. I don't know. I just enjoy yeah. that. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of fans that we met there. It's one of my favorite parties because that's where a lot of people go on Friday night who, I mean, CTR is a huge guild, and it's not just the CTR guild. Anybody can go to that party. And there's a lot of people uh, who we have come to know over the years that attend that party, people that we haven't seen since last BlizzCon, and that's just a nice place to go hang out after the first day of BlizzCon. So I love, love, love that party. Yeah, and there's a lot of overlap between the people go to Combo for the Storm and people go to the Convert to Raid party. And sometimes when you only see people on like the first night, it feels a little bit like you're going to a family reunion. You know, like, yeah, it's like, hey, yeah. how's it going? How are you? Like, it's, never it's, seen it's kind of superficial small talk. And then when you see them the next day, you know, you're able to uh, get more relaxed and, you know, talk and have better conversations. Uh, that room is really compact, though. I ended, yeah. I ended up just kind of wandering in and out. So I'll go in for a little bit, chat, and I go like, "Okay, I got gotta get out of here." Yeah, if, go out mean, in the hallway and then go back in. And the only things that I would, I would, I would say about that were the same things that I've said every year about it. It's like there's not enough ventilation in the room. They need more bartenders, and um, there ain't no room for no bartenders. You know, and they need, they need probably a larger room or just some more ventilation or something. I don't uh, know. Yeah, but between the spill out in the hallway. You know, that, that's how yeah. I managed it. Just went outside for a little bit when it was a little much. and We'll come back to a little story on that. I want to finish up with that story okay. uh, about one time when we were making a, a loop, as we called it. And we'll, we'll talk about that. We saw some panels on uh, the following day, on Saturday. Um, some of the creator panels, the people who yeah. are making uh, a living out of streaming uh, yeah. Blizzard uh, games. Yep, we stayed up in the Darkmoon Fair area. Yeah, we pretty much did the entire con. And I really just want to say I love that they are putting community content creators up on stage this year. It like, was wonderful. That was that was a new thing for Blizzard to take care of those people. And it's exciting to see them acknowledge that, yeah, a lot of people, you know, put a lot of time into not just playing the game, but to creating content for their fans. So it was kind of like a page out of Combo for the Storm. I'll give credit where credit is due. Combo for the Storm's been doing that for years, and now Blizzard's catching on because Blizzard does go to the Combo for the Storm party. One caveat I would say about it, it was a fantastic panel for the most part. 
when we put our panels together for Con Before the Storm, when we select our host for the panel and we work with the host for the panel to select the members of the panel, we then make sure that they all get together and talk about what they're going to talk about. We give them ample opportunity to maybe even get together on a Discord or a chat server or somewhere else and chat together. Some of them have each other on their podcasts. In other words, they rehearse, they practice, they get to know each other just a little bit. Which I felt was missing from that panel. There wasn't a lot of chemistry up there. That would be my only thing, like, hey, why don't you guys just practice, get together, be, you know, not just the day before the show or the morning before, but way before, like a couple weeks before. And rehearse just yeah. or just talk amongst each other just have just jump into a private discord server and chat with each other just to understand your inflexes your your patterns your whatevers now the community gauntlet when we were backstage they did mention oh during rehearsals we blah 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 and i don't remember what they said but the game shows for example are rehearsed oh sure they yeah, have to be they have to be yeah so I feel like maybe they didn't think a panel needed that. They need it. Yeah. They need it. And if they had ample time and they did not do that, shame on them. And if they had ample time and they did, then they didn't do it enough. Uh, otherwise, it was a phenomenal panel. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. And I look forward uh, to that next year. I really think they'll do that again next year. We stuck around on that same stage and watched the instance live after that. And that was fun watching uh, them all put that together. We had uh, really good seats for that because uh, we just moved. We already had good seats prior to that for the uh, the community streamer one, and then when the instance, we just walked. We you know changed seats very easily uh, because we had some friends who were already sitting in the front row. And that was kind of cool watching that go down. Uh, they had one of the, I guess he's a lead artist or design artist, the guy in charge of like everything when it comes to what we see in the world of Warcraft. And he talked about processes and uh, different ideas that, he, that, that, that they did. And that was kind of very uh, eye-opening. There were some things he kind of shed light on that was, I thought were interesting. Uh, the panel consisted of, uh, outside of the guest, was uh, Scott Johnson, Patrick Beja, and Pat Crane. A uh, little weird having Pat Crane on the instance. But they kind of made it work. It was all right. So we were initially um, sitting by Garrett and Katie. But they had to bug out because Garrett had a, an interview scheduled with one of the uh, Blizzard developers. We were asked to hold those seats for none other than the town crier. So we got to <laughs> hang out with, uh, with the Johnsons for, yeah. uh, for that. And that was kind of cool. What I really loved about that panel, though, uh, the Instance Live, is when we turn around and you can see everybody in the audience and recognizing... 60 to 70 percent of the people there and then after everybody hanging out oh what's going on you know the folks from lagging balls were there we're gonna hang out with them afterward it's just like you we knew everybody in that crowd or at least over half of the people in that crowd that was cool and uh i i really liked the support that we were able to give to that because i want to see more of that that was a community driven thing i want to see more of that in the in that area i think that's fantastically done we then ventured over for uh some tavern versus tavern now, our fireside gathering that we have here in Orlando, Florida Fireside, we were part of this whole tavern versus tavern thing where we had our tavern teams that went up against other fireside gathering taverns. And this was a culmination of it. These were the final two teams in a tavern versus tavern. No pros. This was really cool. I realized because at one point in time, there were some pros in the tavern versus tavern, but they got eliminated, which made me cheer. 
because I don't think they belong there. You don't. It's, no, I know. There wasn't a lot of people there. No, I, I was going to comment about that. Yeah. I, Blizzard did a poor job advertising that. I think they expected that all the taverns would uh, do their advertising for them, like like do the social yeah, buzz so. and everything for them, and it just didn't happen because I, I really feel that after taverns were eliminated from the tavern versus tavern, they lost a lot of interest in it. People didn't understand what it was either. Yeah, they had no clue. And I, again, I blame that on Blizzard because Blizzard did not do advertising as well. I mean, they did more advertising for the 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 Invitational than they did right. uh, for the tavern versus tavern. Now, as an innkeeper who hangs out with other innkeepers, I was well aware of what was going on, so I was vested in it, so I wanted to watch it. We got to watch it at least the first round from a very interesting ang- angle. We were on the Hearthstone stage watching the tournament. Very last-minute edition, but we were there, yep. and uh, we were kind of stuck in a corner. And the weird thing about that was it was like a reverse echo when people talked. Yeah. Yeah, when people are on the the stage and uh, the host are interviewing the players, I have no idea what they're saying. Right, because what was happening, uh, I can if basically I can give you the the physics behind it, but we were getting the echo from the speakers prior to we the, them hitting us, and it was kind of like a reverse echo. So it, they sounded it was gibberish by the time it hit us. So imagine like saying echo, 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 but coming back the opposite direction to you and still being forward spoken. It was just really, it was like a pre, like a pre-echo. It was just bizarre. But we made it about one round. Uh, There weren't enough seats. People were standing. It was uncomfortable. We'd been on our feet all day already. And as soon as they did like the first break, uh, we skedaddled out of there. You'll see on the stream when they do that first break, man, a lot of people, big crowd, everybody cheering. What you don't see is that they gathered those people from like four different places and gathered them all into one area. And I'm not talking about four different places in the crowd. I'm talking about four different places in that whole Dark Moon Fairy area. They're like, hey, gather over here. We're going to do a shot. You're going to be on the stream. Like everybody's like, okay, we'll do that. What are we watching? Doesn't matter. Just cheer. Okay. You know, so not a good job. Not a good job at at, at the, uh, the advertising on that. But that ending... Holy cow. <laughs> the ancient one. The ancient things. one shows 30-30. Holy cow. <laughs> you got to watch this on the stream. Just go to the Tavern tavern, uh, tavern v. Tavern one. Go to the very, very end of it, uh, last couple minutes of it, anyhow, and just watch that amazing play. I don't want to spoil it because it's that cool, and it's something you will never, never, ever see again in a competition. Now, I said I wanted to go back on something. This is the convert to raid party. We're taking a little bit of a break, trying to find a place to sit down. So we take the escalator to the fourth floor. Back where the fireside gathering was the night before. We sit. There's some other people there just kind of relaxing, just getting off our feet a little bit, sitting down. Once we recouped, we're going to It's time to rejoin, see what's going on downstairs. So we start heading over uh, to the down escalator, which is kind of farther away. And you stop because you got something in your shoe or I don't know what. And this group kind of walks by us. And I'm kind of watching the group. And the dude in the group turns to us and gives me, am I allowed to say douchebag look? I guess. He gave me the most douchebag look I have ever seen. And I'm just like, what the? (laughs) Where did that come from? You, on the other hand, you look up and you go, hey. 
hey, hey, and now you are moving, and I, I no, no words about it. You move the fastest I have ever seen you move, and I'm thinking Rex about to go off on this guy. <laughs> Because it's so in character for me. I didn't Chase know what. somebody down. I didn't, the, the dude gave us that D-bag look, and you're like, hey. And you know, I'm like, oh, no. It's about to go down because Freck's tired, and she's been walking all day, and that just happened, right? And you're gone. And I'm like, oh, I have no idea what's going on. And I'm like, do I take out my camera? Do I film this? What is happening? No, no, no. And here's what it was. So he gives us this look. The D-bag look. And something about it is like, that is very familiar. I know that face. So I started going after him because I'm like, I know him. And it took me a good, like, five seconds before I finally figured out Guild. The, the Guild. Guild show. Yeah. And then I'm like, so I'm on the escalator. I'm thinking, like, what's the name? What's the name? Oh, yeah, Blades. Blades. So I'm like, hey, you're Blades. He's like, yeah. I was like, can I get a picture? He's like, yeah. He was totally cool. He was. Yeah, Vincent. Yeah, he had, like you know, shook my hand, looked yeah. in my eyes. I was like, "Oh, thank you so much." Yeah, we and talked he, about the show. He, we yeah. got several pictures with him. We did. We bothered him twice. Yeah, well, we no, we, our, yeah, several sets of our, pictures with him. We got our selfies and then grabbed our friend with the good battle camera. Banda. Yeah, battle band, yeah. great, uh, great camera. He took some pictures. Now, tell our listening audience what Blades said to us about the look. Oh, right, he gave us the look. Because he thought we would recognize it. He gave us his character's D-bag look yes. because he figured we would recognize yes. that look. Yes. You did. Like, I took offense from it. I thought you were going to beat the man down. <laughs> <laughs> what was funny about that is like, why us, of, out of everyone who's at BlizzCon, why do we look like we would recognize the guild? Is it because we're not 18 years old? Yeah, I yeah. think it's because we're older. Well, I think I think 18-year-olds recognize them, too, because people still watch uh, it. It still holds up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still around, but it's, at this point, of like, what, 10 years old? At least, maybe a yeah. little more, yeah. So that makes now three <laughs> characters I know from, that I've met and know from the guild. If, yep. you, if you, yeah. Yeah? Well, they're, they're Sandeep. Yeah, you hung out with Zabu yeah. for like a night. Yeah, in a day, a day and a night. Poor, poor decisions. Very poor decisions were made that <laughs> <Zabu>. night. <laughs> so. And what was the other? Uh, Will Wheaton. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I For some reason, uh, most people know this, for some reason, Will Wheaton and I are, are, are text friends. <laughs> so, whatever. Which he appeared on another show I watched that he didn't tell me about, so I had to yell him about that. He, he's on Dark Matters. Oh. Or Dark Matter, sorry. But yeah, that was really cool, uh, having that moment uh, with Vincent, with Blades. You know, yeah. It was yeah. very unexpected, and he was very cool, talked to a lot of people, uh, super approachable guy. So yeah, I really, really, really like that. All right, actual content of BlizzCon, what, what they told us, what are we excited about, and what are we uh, wary of? I am, and I know we are kind of a little bit on opposite sides of the fence here, but I am extremely excited that the war is finally back in Warcraft. They promised that uh, after MOP, and then that never happened. That's true. They did. They said uh, that WAD was going to bring the war back to World of Warcraft, and it didn't. And then they said, well, it's coming back in Legion, and not really. And now it is. So I Horde versus Alliance, Battle for Azeroth, it's, it's on. I was initially disappointed, and up until BlizzCon, I started feeling that, you know, the only thing that they could announce that would really get me excited is if they let 
uh, people from the different factions group together for in-game content. Yeah, kind of be neutral. It felt like it had been building up to that. Because if you look at the history of the end bosses, it's always a group of adventurers assisting some NPC to defeat the big bad guy. And it's never faction-specific. The closest thing we got to being faction-specific was in Mob, and it was still a group of adventurers, plus Varian and Jaina and Vol'jin uh, and Thrall. And it was the leaders from the opposite side that had different reactions to uh, what happened in Garrosh. Right. So in my opinion, lore-wise, it doesn't make sense to not let them group together when we're both tasked uh, to do the same thing. Yeah, we're all fighting the same fight. We're all going into Tomb of Sargeras. We all went into the Emerald Nightmare. We all went into the Nighthold. And every single other game and every single other faction of the game, they have been putting more and more emphasis on making on making it easier to play with friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've uh, allowed us to cross-faction group. And even the whole Battle.net thing, instead of adding you know, an individual person as your friend, means it's easier to group up. They've added all these things that make it easier to come together, and yet there's just still this big divide between Horde and Lions. And, you know, I, I know we're in kind of a unique position because we go to this meetup group every month where we're meeting new people. Yeah, the first question is Horde or Lions, and then you why play Alliance? Okay, well, we can kind of group with you because we have some Alliance alts, but it's yeah, it gets but, kind of awkward. Right, so whoever comes there can only play with some people in the group and not everybody. Right, and most of the people might have an alt, but it's not their main. Yeah. And this is that alt's going to be under geared. Like, well, like, I can't really do mythics. It's, uh, you know, it's just not as easy. Yeah, and so I had started to think that, you know, they could still keep the Horde and Alliance. You can still have your faction identity, but it doesn't have to be a, a division thing. I was thinking it could be more like, you know, the houses in Hogwarts. Where you identify as one branch and you have people that you're, you know, really close to within that branch and that's that's your thing, but you're still on the same team as the other houses. Yeah. You're still working on the same side. Like there's some competition, but in the overall arc of things are on the same side and it so, doesn't really matter that much. I, I like that analogy, but I would make make that more akin to like guilds within the horde and guilds within Okay, I can see that. And then the different schools of magic who compete against each other, like in the Tri Wizard Cup. Right. You know, so right. yeah. still get you, though. You, you know, you would still, pretty much even in the Tri-Wizard Cup, everybody's against Voldemort. He should not be mentioned. Well, uh, no, no, he didn't compete in the tournament. No, he didn't, but afterwards, I'm saying, like, all this, no. you know. all right, but, okay, if you use the Tri-Wizard Cup, yeah. everyone from Hogwarts was rooting for, for... Hogwarts. What? For Hogwarts. They're all rooting for people, for Cedric. They didn't want uh, yeah, Radcliffe but, but, to win. But the idea behind that Potter, was... sorry. Everybody to come behind one Their champion, champion at the school. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so the way the game had been going, it just it stopped making sense to me why somebody who really likes dwarves shouldn't be able to play with someone who really likes trolls. I get it. No, I'm with you. But I- that being said, so they announced this Horde versus Lions, and and I understand its appeal. Like I understand, like it, it is cool to have your faction's own zones like, in your own dungeons. Like that's. You get your own identity. It adds some replayability to the thing because you can uh, play one side, and then after a few months, you're like, I really want to see what the horde are going through, you know, and yeah. switch over. Or when you get max level, it unlocks the other side of the dungeons and everything, too. So. Yeah. Um, 
But the other thing is, what's going to happen at the end of the expansion? I was about I, to ask I think you that this question. is going to happen. Because oh, they man. let it slip when they were talking about it. They actually said you can't fight too much because then there's nothing left to fight over. Yeah, I was going to ask you this very question. What do you think so this is going to end with? They have pretty much almost said, and there's really no other option. This battle is going to end in a stalemate. And I believe it's going to end in a new threat coming up that we have to band together to defeat. I think that's going to be the very last boss. All right, so let me take you back a little bit. All right. Mr. Pandaria cinematic, the opening right. cinematic for Mr. Pandaria. Uh, the Horde and Lions crash on the island. The Horde and yeah. Lions suit are fighting each other. The Pandaren shows up, and then the Horde and Lions dude fight the Pandaren together. Right. So that's, that's going to be this expansion. I, I really think so. I think we're going to be at each other's throats, and then Queen Ashara is going to come up. We're going to go, oops, uh, we done woke up Queen Ashara because we did too much damage to Well, she's her. already awake. We, right, well, we, we encounter her. her in the Broken broken Isles. Right, well, we, 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 have, we, we killed enough Naga right. to make her mad or right, something. Right. She, she's yeah. building forces. The thing is, they can't end with... One side winning. They can't. Or losing. Because then at the end you're going to be spitting in the face of yep. half of your players yep. who have spent all these years playing your game. And like, this is how I identify. Like, I've been a horde all these years. I have this tattoo. I have the horde symbol yeah. tattooed on my arm. I was like, oh, after 20 years, the horde lost the battle. Now I need to make that into an alliance tattoo and it's going to hurt. <laughs> that would be a terrible feeling. And they're Horrible. not going to do that. No, nobody can win. Nobody can win, nobody can lose. But we can join forces together to defeat a common foe, which we've kind of done yeah. in the past on our own, in our own faction. It's time to join forces, one for all, all for Azeroth, whatever you want to call it. The battle for Azeroth is going to bring the Horde and the Alliance together. You're going to be able to group with your friends regardless of their faction. I think that'll be the end of the expansion. Or the beginning of the next one. Because after they do this whole expansion versus Horde versus, of Horde versus Alliance, you know, where else is that conflict going to go? It really doesn't make sense how these two groups of people can't get past their differences. So let me ask you a question. Assuming we are correct in the fact that uh, we are going to join forces in the next expansion, it's going to be Horde and Alliance being able to compete together. What does that do to pass content with new players? The same. So they have to rise up on the Horde side, go through the whole battle for Azeroth, and then be able to join forces with the friends? Or can a new person buy the game today, not boost the character, and or what? when I say well, today, we're, we're I mean about, future today. We're talking about today. the next expansion, yeah. then, not Battle for Azeroth. Not Battle for Azeroth, right now. Yeah, yeah, Kumbaya is what we're talking about. That's This is the Kumbaya expansion yeah. where everybody's together and happy and then lovey-dovey. Well, What's it do to a new player? Well, Are they going to be able to buy the, buy the new expansion, whatever it is, Kumbaya, and as a new player who's never played World of Warcraft mm-hmm. before, and they decide to roll Horde or roll Alliance, whatever they decide to roll, do they would they be able to then group with anybody? No, because I'm talking only about end game content. Uh, uh, because when you're leveling up, you have separate quest line, you have separate flight paths, you have separate cities. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to merge it at that point in time. Okay. So you're just talking about merging into... I'm talking about the very end of the expansion, like right now when we have Tomb of Sargeras. Yes. Being able to put anybody in your group. All raids or just the final raid? Just current level, put it that way. Okay, so raiding on the current level. What about dungeons? Uh, It would make queue times a lot better, I think. (laughs) 
I would extend it to, I mean, I would almost I mean, ex- for this expansion, there's nothing that's Horde Alliance specific, so. No, there's not. It's, it's all that, well, in the next one, we are getting dungeons that are, are faction uh, specific until you hit 120, and then you can run the other factions' dungeons as well on your faction character. So right. my Horde can run the Alliance at 120. Now. Yeah. Or, or maybe it's that you can get in a group with a Horde player at level one, but it's not going to do you any good because you're in different areas with different quests. And there's, n- yeah, there's hardly any neutral quests. Uh, well, what about um, queuing for a dungeon or doing world quests? World quests are already grouped together. I mean, they stopped doing faction tagging. You, it's all, yeah. Yeah, you have a you have a quest to go to go kill this big dude, and I will sit there and wait for someone else to tag. <laughs> it does not yeah, matter, doesn't matter who. who tags. We're both doing the same thing, getting the same credit, getting the same share of loot. What about the ones that you have to kill, like the Falcosaurs, where you have to go kill a bunch of them? We're both doing the same thing. Should be able to group together. I agree. I I think that's coming. I I think it is, but I think we have to get through this first. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's two things that have to happen. We have to get through this as players, and as our characters have to make it through this, and the tech has to be developed in order to allow this to happen. So yeah, but they got a couple years. Yep. Now, what do we think about um, our artifact weapons being replaced with a necklace? I am super excited about that because there's pretty much like a hundred different artifacts, random that'll drop from anywhere from trash mobs to blingtron to end bosses. It doesn't matter. It can drop from anywhere. You could kill a turtle and get a legendary right now. It doesn't matter. You could fish it up. With the legendaries going away and us getting basically a legendary artifact necklace, if you will. They've combined the two systems. We all get the same thing. We all get the one quest, whatever quest that might be. We all get that, and then we get the options based on that. We kind of you know, fill in the, the roadmap as we see fit. I like the fact that they're taking a lot of the RNG out of it, and that's why I was saying about the legendaries, that going, those going away and being kind of merged into this artifact system. I am super anxious to see what they do with the, all the artifact power and knowledge and how they're going to roll that into it. I know it's all going away, and we have a whole different system, and I just hope it doesn't do this, this crazy inflation that it's already done. What about you? Do you like having the one piece to deal with? Well, I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to is not having separate pieces for different specs. Oh, yeah. Because uh, this expansion I did boost a shaman. And I did that with the intention of uh, being able to do DPS or healing. And then I found I really don't like having to switch back and forth between having to level up my healing spec and leveling up my, my DPS spec. It's too punishing. That's where I'm at right now with, with Root, my warlock. Yeah. I know the affliction spec is the high DPS spec. I don't want to do the work to level up that weapon. I've got it. Yeah. And I don't want to do the work to like refund what I've got to go put it in the other or however that works. I don't want to go through that because then I might want to switch back to that other spec. And there's a lot of catch-up mechanisms. And I understand that with artifact knowledge being what it is, it's not nearly as difficult now as it was in the very beginning. But that really irked me in the beginning when I had been working on um, being a Beastmaster for like four months, and mm. then I wanted to try Marksman. Yeah, you can. And I really couldn't compare it because I would have had to spend another four months getting back to the same spot that I was in Beastmaster just to be able to tell 
um, on an you know on an equal level, which one's better for me? It was very punishing. Very. Uh, it still is. Still is. Even even with the catch-up mechanics that are in there, it's still not an easy task, and they know that. Yeah, and that's why they're getting away from it. They're getting away from that. It was really cool having, you know, a storyline for all these items and having um, something you had to go do for each spec. It was very cool. I'm glad they're not doing that every expansion. Yeah, I think the thing that bothers me is this. The storyline and having the artifact knowledge that translates into artifact power, I get and I like. However, when you get to a certain point and all you're doing is leveling up that one piece, you know, like, okay, I, that's now at level 12. Now it's going to be level 13. And, yeah. I'm, and it goes on forever and ever and ever and ever. I kind of think that once you hit for whatever spec, once you max out the quote-unquote knowledge, in other words, you filled in all those little gaps, and now you're just working on that last one, the big circle one in the middle, I think at that point, every point you put into that should translate automatically into all your specs. You shouldn't max out all your specs automatically, but the points you put in that should carry over to your other specs. Because basically, if you look at the, you know, now I've learned all I can about this weapon. Now I'm just getting more used to it, and that's where the power is coming from now. Right. But now I need to go learn more about these other weapons. If you've completed the quest line, you've unlocked everything, just give me more of the AP. Just let it go everywhere. But they're doing that. That's coming to the next expansion. And I like that. What do you think about the PvP flag? I I like that, especially since uh, we transferred off of PvP servers because yeah. I was tired of PvP. Getting ganked. <laughs> I was like, I don't deal with this anymore. Uh, now that will not be an issue again. Uh, I just hope that there is enough of a visual indicator, or I'll have to uh, write one, that lets me know if I am a PvP flagged. There has to be something that pops up maybe around my, my portrait or somewhere. I'll, I'll do like a tell me when or a week or a let me know if I'm PvP flagged. There is a PvP on your uh, on your frame. There's a flag if you're flagged. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's true. And the thing is, it's not going to change just because you get into a group. That's that's the issue no, now. No, it's not. Yeah. No. And, and this happened to me yesterday. I got the achievement in uh, honor honorable kill i was like i don't know how that happened because i i joined a group in uh during the evasion that was kill a bunch of things in these area and i was just aoe 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 not really realizing oh i'm hitting other players yeah i got that uh when i did my my recent shaw kill i went and did did like the shaw of anger which you like one shot him and all of a sudden i was like honorable kills i was like oh cool pvp private i'm like whatever it was you know (laughs) like pk private or whatever i'm like yeah go 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 yeah why that's still a game, I have no idea, because they took out that ranking a long time ago, but you still yeah. get it. I'm anxious to see how that works, because now PvP and PvE servers um, go away. They merge. They're all both. So there's no reason to join one PvP server. Uh, you go to Capital Cities. You've talked to some dude there. You flag yourself on. You flag yourself off. You go have fun. It's going to be interesting to see that happen. I'm sure, you know what bothers me about that is I think there's going to be PvP-specific things. that are There already are. Like you go, like a couple of the world quests you get are PvP. You have to go into an area and it automatically flags you PvP and you got to complete that, that daily quest there, that world quest, I should say. I think those will still be there, but I think they're going to have more world quests that are like flag yourself as PvP and then go do this. So I'm, I'm anxiously looking forward to seeing how that one plays out. Yeah, overall, I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to um, seeing what's coming next. 
planning uh, where we're going to go, what we're going to do next expansion. I'm very excited about the new races. They look oh, so pretty. Man, I think a lot of people, a lot of people wanted it, those races to begin with. Yeah, uh, they've been asking for them for years. Although the uh, the the tour and the high mountain tour with the moose ears, like when I first yeah. saw them, I'm like, can I teamog my antlers into that? Because <laughs> I got stupid horns that are broken that I don't like. I don't like that. They give like give me a good set of horns, and I didn't have them. But and of course, uh, the folks from. Uh, Suramar or the night, whatever they are, nightborn. Yeah, the nightborn yeah. elves. Yeah, it's so it makes sense that you have to unlock the races to be able to play it. I I get that, but once you've unlocked it, you start out at level twenty, mm. which I think is an odd starting point because story wise, it doesn't make any sense. Because now, like you get you get a nightborn uh, horde character, and and you're taking it through like Dustwell Marsh they weren't around <laughs> yeah. during that time they have no investment uh, no oh. no no uh, what is that uh, dog in a game dog in a fight yeah. yeah they have no dog in a fight there that doesn't make sense like but they're putting gameplay above the storyline kind of unless you boost them so we've talked about how the storyline from the beginning gets very convoluted with the time jumping and they're doing some things to improve that and some things to make it worse. Like, all right, having it so it scales so you don't have to uh, leave the zone as yeah. soon as you're done. Like, that's really cool. That would help you get the storyline. Can I comment on that real quick? Yeah. All right, so using Zyger Guides, which I do. Everybody knows I use Zyger Guides at level, so I don't really get the whole storyline half the time. But one of the things that annoys me about Zyger Guides is it'll say, okay, it knows where you need to go to get the most experience for your next set of experience points and right now there's this one spot and I don't remember it's, it's like it takes me literally 30 to 40 minutes to get there because there's no flight point and I can't fly at this time so you have to ride the entire time to get there and it is a 30 to 45 minute ride like you gotta go different continent you gotta it's very far away you get there you turn in a quest you accept another quest, you kill like two or three things, and it goes, okay, it's time to go to another area. I just got here, and I spent 45 minutes getting here. <laughs> yeah. And your AI is now telling me that I need to leave. Like, oh, yeah. man. So now I'm anxious to see how that's going to work with the leveling guys like Zyger and um, the other dudes, uh, Rubies, Goobies, whatever it is, uh, Duggies. Uh, leveling guys i'm anxious to see how that's going to incorporate with the leveling areas i love the idea that you can complete a storyline uh and see the full content in that area you can have a choice if you'd love to go do burning crusade i cannot stand burning crusade it makes me nauseous literally nauseous like the 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 terrain makes me nauseous in some of the places in hellfire peninsula when you're kind of going sideways you know, oddly enough, like, level 60, if I'm ever leveling a new character, is usually when I stop. <laughs> because I, I also don't like Outland. Yeah. And I just... It's like, I'll just uh, run dungeons just for bored. a while. Yeah. So now we can go to Northern, which I love the Northern content, and uh, it's going to be great. So it's on the trade-off, though. So, all right, level scaling, that helps with the storyline and it helps the gameplay. Being able to do either uh, Outland or Northern interchangeably... It helps the gameplay. It makes the storyline, I think, a little bit more convoluted. Even more broken, right? Yeah. At least you're not going back in time. No. I mean, having the new races go back and participate in the older content, like, just, 
it makes yeah, it doesn't make crazy. a lot of yeah. But I get why the gameplay is there because I think the longer you spent leveling your character, the more invested you are in it. But we had that with pandas too, though. After you yeah. did your panda, then you joined the horde, and then you went back uh, to weird places. That's true. Yeah, actually, even starting from Burning Crusade, you know, the, the uh, blood elves going back to the yeah. So the only one content. that really made so sense was when uh, when Death Knight started at level fifty eight. That kind of made sense. Now, something I think they're being a little bit disingenuous with is uh, their rationale for having it start at twenty. They say it's because they're a little bit more powerful. No. But like. One to twenty doesn't take that long. No, that's like no, no, no. 10, you know what, twenty minutes. You know right what there. it is? What is twenty it? is when you have to start paying for the game. So you can level a character from one to twenty one for to free, 20 free for to free. play. Twenty and up, you got to pay. So they so don't you, want people to not subscribe, but are still able to log into Warcraft and just sit there and play with the new races. So they, if you are not a paid subscriber to Warcraft, you cannot play the new races. I think so, yeah. Well, don't you have to unlock them first, though, anyhow? You do. So it's like double. Yeah. I but mean, I wonder if there's a mechanic in there that they couldn't fix. And the easiest way to fix that was these guys start at level 20. What do you mean? What kind of mechanic? A mechanic that said, um, like a new player, like, okay, let's start off a new player here. Okay, new player experience, unpa- unpaid, free-to-play uh, new player. And, and on their testing beds, they're like, yeah, they, they get these characters at level one. There's no way to fix that. We, we can't figure out how to fix that. And they well, go, well, what if we start them at level 20? Oh, yeah, then they don't see them. I'm mean, just saying, what if that was the easy way out for them? I mean, Demon Hunters start at 98, right? Uh, yeah. Or 100? Uh, 98, I think. 98, yeah. and then um, Death Knight started at yeah, uh, 55? Yeah, but what I'm, again, but you can't play Death Knight as a, as a, as a new uh, no. free account. You can't no, play you can't. A Demon Hunter as a free account. So I'm saying that's the easy mechanic that's in there. It's an existing mechanic to start a character off at a level. And why, but 20 is, it's just a weird level to start yeah. off. I mean, I get it and you can't play it because that's the minimum level for free to play not to be able to access it. But 20 is just a weird level. Yeah. And I think if if we are at the stage where we have already uh, played through the game in order to unlock, in order to, play, uh, to select these characters, don't give us a level 20. Give us a level of the characters of where we met them, which was level, what, 100? Yeah. Give us level 100s. Let us start off their story from where their story starts, which is what they've done with other things. With, with everybody else, that's what we've gotten. You didn't have to. When you leveled your your uh, your demon hunter, you didn't go back and do all the old content because you didn't have to because it wasn't your story. Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense. So maybe that'll change. We're still we're really early on in this process. That's true. And yeah, maybe, everything you know, they've announced is subject to be tweaked or changed. Yeah, and I'm sure someone will go, you know what, this, this makes no sense for someone to go back here and do this. All right, so overall, with all the announcements out of everything, Warcraft, uh, everything else, Heroes, Hots, that's the same thing, uh, Hearthstone, Hearthstone, Overwatch, everything. What, what are with you, the 30-minute session on Diablo. Did you get it? They only got one 30 minute they session. They got a session? I didn't even think they got a session. It was a session on the community in Diablo. So oh, no yeah. announcements, no nothing. Yeah. Well, there's nothing going on. Season yeah. 12 is coming up, I think. I think we're way past that. Season 13 is coming up, I think. I think <laughs> <laughs> Season whatever is coming about to start. Yeah. All right. For, okay. Let's start with World of Warcraft. What were your initial? Well, how do you feel? I feel excited. And, and now I'm fighting the temptation to just kind of drop what I'm doing because <laughs> it seems kind of pointless. All right, so I'm with you. I'm waiting for 7.3.5, 7. Mm-hmm. 7.5.3, 7.3, yeah, 7.3.5. Yeah, I'm I might, waiting for that. I might start a new character when that comes around. Really? Yeah. 
Because then the leveling will be fixed, and then I might actually enjoy it. Oh, that's right. We get, uh, yeah, we get some of that stuff early. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I, I just I want to push the storyline, so I'll be doing storyline with my maxes okay. with my mains. Um, my brewmaster monk, whatever he is, my monk is just now getting into plus level one hundred stuff. So I'm very late in the game when it comes to rolling new characters. I'm vested in the characters that I've got. So I'll wait until the lull, so to speak, to work on new characters. I don't think we're at the lull yet. We're at like a, a weird kind of mini lull right now, but 7.5. Well, we're not at the lull as in like there's nothing to do. It's just that. It's the same stuff to do. Yeah. It, it, it's more like, well, this stuff isn't going to matter. I'm already looking ahead, but. Oh, you're you know. at that point. You're yeah. like, nothing really matters. I don't just, maybe just switch to um, collecting uh, amounts of pets because those will stay uh, with me forever. Yeah, that's fun. That's always fun. Um, I was initially, uh, I was was super stoked about what could be. And now I'm at that spot where after the hype has worn off, it's like, but how do they do all that? And what are they going to pull back from? Because that always happens. They say, yeah, we said that. We started working on it. It didn't pan out. It didn't really work the way we thought it was going to do. Like, remember our initial garrisons? We're going to be like wherever you wanted to put them, and oh, then that true. got scaled back, and then it's like, okay, well, you can put your houses, and then it got scaled back. It always gets scaled back. And then it was just like this little instance place that we got. So what's going to get scaled back with everything? That now, oh, now that's it's like, a good point. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I'm at. I'm at that cautiously optimistic, but, but you know, walking tenderly because what's going to get pulled back? We did get the chance, by the way, to, to play the Hearthstone uh, demo. What'd you think? Uh, I liked it. I liked the mechanic. So I realized I what keeps me from playing the uh, the solo adventure mode is that I have to build decks. Yeah, and then, then I don't have all the cards, and then I lose, so why bother? Right. So this uh, solo thing, apparently you don't have to build decks because yeah. it gives you the cards. Yeah. Yeah, you build it along the way. Like, okay, this yeah. is the, this, what do you want to do now? It's like choose you an adventure in Hearthstone. It's right. really cool. Right. I'm really excited about that. I'm still watching some of the streams uh, to get all my my panel information up to date. I had a weird glitchy issue with my Hearthstone stream where everybody sounded like um, they were on helium and rapping. So, oh, that's strange. And uh, yeah, I got to get that figured out. Um, so, we'll talk more about uh, all of our rest of our feelings and what we're looking forward to in the next upcoming shows here. Uh, do keep in mind we're coming up here to the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, then we got a little bit of a break here for holidays, a little bit of a holiday break that we're going to be taking. Uh, we will be seeing you guys again in the new year. We have a little bit of a change of a format coming up. Nothing to be too concerned about. Uh, we think you're all going to like it. We have uh, moved into our new studios. Uh, I know some of you follow that on uh, both Twitter and the Facebooks. Uh, so we are still trying to get some of the sound issues massaged out, like police or cars <laughs> in the background. Uh, but we, you know, we'll get there. Don't worry about that. Frank, did you have some shout outs you wanted to give? Absolutely. We met for the first time this year, uh, Schroeder and Zato. Oh, so at good. BlizzCon. Yeah. So good. It's nice to meet those guys. It really was. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah. A special shout out to them. Uh, thanks for the, uh, Zato gave us some, some, uh, some wearables from oh, Rockstar yeah, Games. Cool. It's uh, shirts and hats. Uh, those are cool. I felt a little awkward walking around BlizzCon with the the Rockstar hat on. Now you're the coolest one. I pretty yeah. Right. <laughs> so 
That was that was fun. I did yeah. I did uh, switch back when we went down to the tavern. I'm like, I can't wear this another Hearthstone tavern. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got to hang out with some old friends too. Folks over at uh, Lag and Balls, Dark Moon Herald, Twisted Nether. Oh man, we met Kevin, uh, the ringmaster Kevin's son. Oh yeah, he was the cutie. What a dude, man! So enthusiastic yeah. about the con. Uh, he's like what, yeah. ten years old? About that, ten, eleven, yeah, yeah maybe twelve. But he was like, yeah, super excited to be there. Super excited to meet everybody. You know what? It's got to be really cool when you're a kid and you go somewhere and everybody is just like loving on your dad and recognizing your dad yeah. and calling your dad out, and you realize, man. My dad is somebody in this group of nerds. He's like king nerd of nerds. This is cool. Well, he's the only one with the vest. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I think that's his police vest that he just modified. Pretty sure. <laughs> uh, but it was super cool getting a picture with uh, Kevin and uh, the little ringmaster. What do you call those guys? I don't know. He was cool. <laughs> Mini me. We shall call him Mini me. Of course, seeing all of our old friends, uh, Epic Insanity, Battle Panda. Hawkeye from Countdown to BlizzCon. He was uh, nice enough to let us come on a show a few weeks before. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, Tom Merritt was there. Got to hang out yeah. with him for a little bit. That was cool. He recognized us from uh, the uh, Create Con that we did with him. So oh, that's that was, right. That yeah. was, you know, kind of took, yeah. took me back to be, the, you know, I, I geeked out a little bit on that one. Yeah, a ton of people. Can't name them all. Would want to give a special shout out to those folks. I guess we could mention Cuddles. Yeah, <laughs> and Cuddle Wife was there, and that yeah. was cool. We uh, and uh, the the cosplayer people that we went out to the Korean dinner with that was really we went to the Korean barbecue on Sunday night because we actually stayed an extra day, which I cannot. This was Freck's idea to stay an extra day at BlizzCon and to fly out Monday, and I got to tell you, if you can do that, do that because it is such. There are other people that do it. In fact, just people that stay like way into a week afterwards, uh, they make Blizz kind of like the start of their vacation and then they vacation the rest of the week. But if you can get that extra day in, if you can afford to do that, by all means, budget it in there and do that because it it has made such a difference. And just the recovery time, because we, I mean, it, you put out a lot of energy in a con and uh, you're just, we're out, you're, you're out of gas at the end of it. You do. And when you go to the Hilton and this, the Hilton next to the con is where tons of people hang out uh afterwards when you go at night they've started hiring a dj in it's the horrible. lobby horrible bad decision some people like that it turns into a very club atmosphere you're if you're walking through the crowd you're bumping into people there's no place to stand there's no place to sit there's no place to do anything it's it's very high energy it's not my cup of tea no mine neither sunday was because we just walked to the hilton Went there, immediately saw people we knew. They were sitting around in some of the couch area, just sat down with them. And then it was kind of a rotating group of people in and out during the day as we just kind of sat and chilled. And we were able to actually talk. Yeah, have conversations about what happened at BlizzCon, what yeah. we looking forward to, just general chat. It was wonderful. And then we went out to uh, Korean Barbecue, which is even better. Yeah, the Korean Barbecue Buffet. That yeah, that was a little weird. Uh, you had to go up and put the raw meats on your plate, then bring yeah. it back, and then cook them. And, yeah, it was kind of like uh, uh, it was like a Mongolian barbecue slash Korean barbecue. Slash, it was just, it, you know, uh, we'll have to try the other one uh, that everybody goes to uh, next year. We'll have to yeah. figure out which one that was and not do that one. It was just, it was just a little weird. The, sm- the smell of raw meat when you're going to a buffet of raw meat is a little bit uh, much. Yeah. And, uh, you had squid. I had baby octopus. A baby octopus, yeah. How was that? Uh, chewy. Ah, like Chewbacca Chewy? Chewy and spicy. Chewy and spicy. All right. Name of my next band. <laughs> <laughs>
folks, if we forgot uh, your name, uh, we apologize. It doesn't mean that we don't love you any less. There's just so much, so many people that we that we got to hang out with uh, at the con. Uh, it was such a great experience. Looking forward again to 2018 BlizzCon. Uh, stay tuned because as soon as we hear anything, we will pass it along to you guys, as we always do. If you're out and about on the internet, don't forget you can give us a rating on iTunes. Leave us a comment there. That lets us know how we are doing. Let's us know if we need to improve the show. That means you can also follow us on Twitter. Frex at Hearthcast. Freck, I'm at Hearthcast. Root, the show's at Hearthcast. You can also follow us on Facebook. at a Facebook group called Hearthcast. And as we close the show, we want to thank you for listening.